A key component of the modern world economy, the chemical industry delivers products and innovations to enhance everyday life. It is also an industry in transformation, where chemical executives and workers are delivering growth and industry-changing advancements while responding to pressures from investors, regulators, and public opinion. Discover how leading companies are approaching these challenges here on The Chemical Show. Join Victoria Meyer, president of Progressio Global and host of The Chemical Show, as she speaks with executives across the industry and learns how they are leading their companies to grow, transform, and push industry boundaries on all frontiers. Here's your host, Victoria Meyer. Hi, this is Victoria Meyer. Welcome back to The Chemical Show. This is a special edition of the podcast where I am sharing highlights from our first ever conference, the Chemical Summit. If you're new here, you're going to want to catch up on the many great episodes and interviews that we've featured on the Chemical Show. So please follow and subscribe to the Chemical Show on your favorite podcast player. The Chemical Summit was a two-day event held October 24th and 25th of this year, 2023, and the focus of the summit was threefold. Number one, thought leadership and bringing thought leadership to people in the room, not just from the speakers on stage, but also from the members of the audience. Secondly, building connections, because all too often we go to conferences where there's a lot of networking, but very few connections are really built. And the Chemical Summit set about to change that and succeeded. And thirdly, gaining insights, insights that you can take back and apply to your business. So the Chemical Summit featured a format a little different from other conferences, really building engagement and dialogue, not just on the panel, but in the room with attendees. We featured leaders from across the chemical industry talking on some key topics, business transformation, sustainability and ESG, economics, digitization and AI, and customer value. Today, I'm sharing highlights from day one of the summit, where the key themes were connection, transformation, sustainability, and ESG. And in this episode, I'm sharing my highlights and perspectives on this, and also including some clips from our speakers, who include Megan Gluth-Bohan from TR International, Brad Beauchamp, CEO of Carpenter Company, Jennifer Sadenwater of ESG Link, Kelly Gilroy of Univar Solutions, Jonas Oxgard of McKinsey, and Karen Kernchek of American Chemistry Council, those last four, Jennifer Kelly, Jonas, and Karen were on a panel together. And then finally, Terry Hill of Barentz. Throughout the conference, we conducted several polls of the audience, and one of the first questions we asked was, what are the biggest challenges facing your business currently? Well, if you're in the industry, this is of no surprise because these are the challenges that you're facing as well. We got a wide range of answers, but they really boil down to a few things. Number one, business uncertainty, right? We're living in uncertain times. A mismatch between demand and inventory, and this is something we've been facing all year, and with continued oversupply, some economic slowdowns, that mismatch continues. Talent, talent and staffing and getting our people, the right people in the right place at the right time, and then decarbonization and sustainability. So the wide range of answers, and actually we talked a lot about a lot of it during the conference. So 
my observations and kind of the key themes that came out on day one of the conference. Number one, we are in a period of transformation and business transformation and personal transformation. Your business today looks dramatically different than it did a decade ago and different than it will a decade from now. And some of the forces that are going on in our world today, the pressure towards sustainability, really the need for the chemical industry to solve some of these sustainability and circularity challenges and continue to have our license to operate is critical. Megan Gluth-Bohan of TR International talked about that, and she really kicked off the conference with a focus on transformation, personal transformation, leadership transformation, business transformation. It was really inspirational. In fact, it was the highlight for a lot of people of the conference. And and the fundamental element that Meg boiled it down to is if you want your business to transform, you as a leader need to transform. And I'm going to share a clip of what Meg said here. So the the pressure in this room to come up with solutions and answers for problems that have not yet been defined is huge. And that's why we're talking about transformational leadership today. It's a big deal. I'm gonna go out on a limb and I'm gonna say something that could be controversial. If you are a leader, you must transform before your company does. And if your company is not doing well, it is your fault. I want to say that again. If your company is not doing well, it is your fault. Who you are is how your company does. Everything you're going to hear over the next two days is about the evolution of what we're doing as an industry. And you're going to hear a lot about the demands being placed on us. And some of those are hard. And I agree. But we have to know ourselves, we have to handle ourselves, and then we have to transform ourselves because those demands aren't going away. The only thing that we can change is how we respond to it and the spirit with which we do that. And we have potential here. We have amazing potential here for that to be done in a certain way. Wow, that was powerful. And we went from Meg to Brad Beauchamp. And one of the things we talked about is really the fact that we are under pressure to decarbonize and to achieve greater sustainability for our companies and our businesses. First, we polled the audience about their confidence in the chemical industry to achieve our sustainability goals, those of which really have been placed upon us in many ways, within the stated timeframes, 2030 and 2050. And the 2030 relates to greenhouse gas emissions, 2050 relates to net zero carbon perspective. And in that poll, and I'm actually gonna include a picture of it in our blog of this, two thirds, fully two thirds of the attendees had low confidence that we could achieve those goals, right? They are not easy. And that's a bit of what Meg talked about and the need that we really need to transform. And that's also a bit of what Brad talked about. Brad's point that whether by evolution or revolution, change takes decades. It is not easy and it is time consuming. We've seen that throughout history, the American Revolution, which looking back seemed like it was quick. It actually was something like 29 years. The development of electric vehicles has taken hundreds of years. In fact, the first EV was introduced over 150 years ago. 
and many other changes that we take for granted now that they are here. But they've, those changes have taken place step by step, bit by bit, decades and hundreds of years. So instead, what's the approach? We need to set targets. We need to stepwise evolve to the future companies and the industry that we're aspiring to be. And I'm going to let you hear a little bit from Brad as he talks about this. So while revolutions seem sexy, right? They seem great. They seem like they can happen really fast and things can change very quickly. And things do change on the micro level. Things for us every day, every month, every week, every year, they're changing, right? And I don't even have to go into a whole, what did we learn from COVID lesson and everything else to let you know that the pace of change is pretty dramatic. But the monumental, fundamental structural changes that we're talking about take much longer than, than we would think. So I tend to think, and that's the title, kind of gave away the topic of my conversation, revolution or evolution, or if you prefer adaptation, right? It's a process. Even the revolutions we think about are a process, right? To get from here to there takes time. And again, as human beings, we're not very patient. So we really don't want things to take time. But unfortunately, they do. So what can we say about that? You know, good work, excellent ideas, they take effort. They take work. They take trial and error. Evolution, not revolution. That is a critical focus for our industry, that we set targets, that we stepwise evolve to the future companies and industries that we are aspiring to be. Not that we don't need to take some new and novel innovations and leapfrog, but much of this is around continuous improvement continually finding circular, sustainable, and better ways to run our businesses. And my third highlight is really around our responsibility to adapt and respond and create value. So that theme tied into what Brad had just spoken about, plus the need to tell our own story. So we had a panel discussion. The path to sustainability is not only circular. We discussed a multitude of pressures facing our industry and how we are responding as industry participants, as industry governing groups, and more. Reporting, investing, and really the need to recognize and create value. An aha for me, and Kelly Gilroy of Univar Solutions stated this so well. She talked about how many of our products today are circular, but we don't market them that way. Instead, when we market the solvents that have been recycled and repurposed, we sell them as on-spec products. Because for years, that's what mattered. Did it meet the specification? But maybe we need to be selling them as circular products. Here's Kelly. The fourth category is circular. What we're talking about here, which I think we sell a lot of circular ingredients, but we don't market them as circular ingredients because we're selling to spec. We're really good at selling virgin material, collecting it. Maybe in, when we make contact lenses, our customers make contact lenses, we're bringing a lot of spent solvents back. If we can keep that out of waste so our customer doesn't have to go through hazardous waste and, and the thought of disposal, clean it up, sell it right back to them at the same spec, We've kept that material circular, and we're keeping it at value. So I believe that's a big place, although if you, if you look in our portfolio today, you don't see a lot of that because we just haven't, the marketing hasn't caught up with what's actually happening in the market. 
We also talked about sustainability being good business. And I asked Jonas Oxgard of McKinsey about the so-called backlash against ESG investing. Here's what Jonas had to say. Investors are... I would argue that in the chemical space, investors have not reflexively bought companies because they, they are sustainable for the sake of being sustainable, right? They bought companies who have a story, a story where sustainability drives growth or profit. And they don't really care what backlash looks like, right? As long as it still drives growth and profit. We wrapped up day one with a fireside chat about ESG with Terry Hill of Barents. As a precursor to our discussion, we polled attendees about the other topics their companies are focused on as it relates to ESG. Those topics include DEI, risk mitigation, community, and sustainable talent. According to Terry, ESG and sustainability is about culture, your business and company culture. And it sticks when it makes good sense to the bottom line. Listen to what Terry says. We've talked about this need for the sustainability and ESG yep. program. You talk about ESG as really cultural. Yep. How does that shape up for Barents? Is this a, a program? Is it something yeah. else? I think one of the things that we've got to, we have to think about these things is, first of all, how do you put it on the P&L? In the end, how does this make us more money? Because one of the things we talk about, one thing I've always believed, and we, you know, Meg talked about this, Brad talked about several other people, why are we working? The definition of work, in my mind, is to create value. Okay, so our goal, our reason we're working is to create value for our families. To do that, then we have to create value for our customers, our principals, our stakeholders, our owners, the communities that we operate, because nobody wants to be a bad neighbor. So that's, that's how this works. So when you get to these issues, then what starts to happen is, you talk about environmental and social, how does that equate to what am I gonna do different every day as I go to work? And then you have to equip people and train them to do those kinds of things. So for example, I'll, I'll take social for example, and I think some of the panelists were talking about, you know, your question about how you retain and hold talent. Well, social, I can talk social, but if I don't have a robust, a robust learning system, so what we talk about is we want to build a company that they, that was their best years. That was their most growing years. So social then becomes how do I train employees? How do I give them learning management systems? How do I make them better? And they start to see that. Now we reflect that and say, how do you make your community better? How do you make our customers better? How do you make our principals better? And let's talk about what that looks like from a social standpoint. And guess what? You do that well, it'll come on the bottom line. Absolutely will. And that's a wrap on day one of the Chemical Summit. Next week, I'll be bringing you highlights from day two of the Chemical Summit. If you're not doing this already, go ahead and follow the Chemical Summit on LinkedIn. We have a page there. And we will be announcing the dates for our 2024 summit in just a few weeks. So you'll be able to mark your calendar for next year's event. I'm going to tell you those tickets are going to be going fast. 
pretty much everybody that attended this year said, oh yeah, I'm coming back and I'm bringing somebody with me. So I hope you were there too. Stay tuned. Let me know if you have any questions and keep listening, keep following, keep sharing The Chemical Show. We'll talk to you again next week. We've come to the end of today's podcast. We hope you enjoyed your time with us and want to learn more. Simply visit thechemicalshow.com for additional information and helpful resources. Join us again next time here on The Chemical Show with Victoria Meyer.